Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. If you like weird and strange history as much as I do, then I have the podcast for you. I'm Jason Horton, host of Strange Year. Each episode, I break down the strange history and cultural happenings during that year, like 1977, the wow signal, 1963, three tramps theory, 1844, the Millerite movement, 1997, the Phoenix Lights, 1896, the shortest war, 2004, Benjamin Kyle, 1518, the dancing plague, 1985, the move bombing, 1972, remote viewing. So to get your weekly weird history fix, pause the podcast you're listening to right now and subscribe to strange year wherever you listen to podcasts the high price of a home run i'm jason horton i'm rebecca lee and this is ghost town when you are listening to this the world series will be over Maybe the Dodgers will have won. Perhaps. I don't I mean I live very close to there. I I guess I like baseball in a peripheral sense, but more so than that is the history of Dodger Stadium and how that's really a big part of my life, what all went into that, and also just where we we record this right now. A lot of diversity, a lot of contention. And Dodger Stadium is really indicative of that and how it became what it is today. And I saw some great concerts there, too. Yeah? What did you say? I saw Paul McCartney. Oh, shit. I saw Billy Joel. Ah. And Billy Joel leaves New York? Oh, yeah. He used to live in L.A. Don't I, <laughs> don't get me started on Billy Joel. I know. I, don't get me started. But I would love, when you went to go see him in New York I a did, I saw years him, ago. It was a, little, a year ago uh, for 70th that birthday. Was only a year it was ago? only a year ago. Jesus Christ. A little more than a year Christ. ago. But Dodger Stadium, I mean, I've gone to a couple. What's mm-hmm. great about it is you live in L.A. and you are work in any kind of thing where you're working with somebody else, mm-hmm. getting complimentary tickets to a Dodgers game mm-hmm. is not hard. No. I just did one, like I went to one semi-recently mm-hmm. with TikTok. Mr. TikTok man, he's and it was a TikTok fun. star, and you know there was like, hey, get as many Dodger dogs as you want. Eat your weight in Dodger dogs, but it is. It's, it's a like I'm not you know a huge sports fan, but mm-hmm. I, I appreciate it and culturally, and and I take a lot of pride in Los Angeles, obviously. Yeah, so I've adopted that. You have to be. You're a card carrying Dodger fan. Same. I mean, same. When you live so close to the stadium, I think it feels very much a part of your life. You know. The, the difference of my neighborhood when there's a Dodger game going on versus when there is not is gigantic. And you know. Yeah. You huge. know. It's like an army marching through. It is. Blue. Nuts. Like. And it's very inspired. I mean, it's, it can be a lot, 
but it's also very inspiring. But it was such a high price to pay for Dodger Stadium that we don't that I didn't really know about. I didn't at all, so I'm curious so myself. Buckle up. So the area, like we said, is really diverse. It's an important the Dodger Stadium and that Elysian Park, Elysian Valley is a really important place that Mexican Americans, Chinese, Jewish settlers came and, and lived. And before you really can't take the stadium out of it, but it's a really hilly area. It's really lush. It's really beautiful. It overlooks lots of different parts of LA. You've got the San Gabriel Valley. You've got Glendale. You've got Silver Lake. You can look all the way out to like, I mean, downtown certainly, but El Sereno, it's it's really, really beautiful, beautiful views, really lush. And Dodgers themselves have always been known to be very progressive. They signed Jackie Robinson, Sandy Koufax, Fernando Valenzuela during eras when those people of color perceived of as, as other were not being signed and not working within these organizations. So I, I want to say that. I want to say that I think baseball, Dodgers specifically, and a lot of the community is still very diverse. But the Dodger Stadium has a really complicated history, to say the least. Dodger Stadium is in Chavez Ravine, named for Julian Chavez, the first recorded landowner in the ravine. And this ravine is a much bigger part of Elysian Park and Valley. He was a New Mexico native who moved to Los Angeles in the early 1830s. He was like generally very cool. From the 1850s to the 1880s, there were a lot of smallpox epidemics on his land in Chavez Canyon was the location of a home which cared for Chinese and Mexican community members who suffered from smallpox. Big into community, big philanthropist, good owner. So there was a presence of Mexican and Chinese people in the valley. There were also Jews settling in the area in the 1850s. The first Jewish site in Los Angeles was a cemetery located in the ravine, which opened in 1855 and was owned by the Hebrew Benevolent Society of Los Angeles, which was a Jewish charity and also the first charity in Los Angeles. The Benevolent Society purchased a three-acre plot of land for the cemetery for $1 from the city. In 1902, because of poor environmental conditions, because of the unchecked expansion of the oil industry, huge part of Los Angeles, huge part of our identity, but kind of ruined the ravine area. So the cemetery had to be removed. During this time, Mexican-Americans, Filipinos, African-Americans, and Chinese coexisted peacefully in the ravine, forming neighborhoods of Bishop, La Loma, and Palo Verde, mostly on the ridges between the, the hillsides. In 1913, a progressive lawyer named Marshall Stimson subsidized the movement of around 250 Mexican-Americans to these communities from the floodplain of the nearby LA River. There was a local grocery store here, a local church, Palo Verde Elementary. Think about where Dodger Stadium is now and think of like a small community with a middle school. It's kind of hard to picture. There was also a nearby brick factory, which caused more local problems from the smoke and the dust released. Again, think of a small community in the hillside dust and debris coming in and like kind of staying in that area. But in 1926, the residents of the ravine organized to shut the company down. And they did. On August 20th, 1926, the Los Angeles City Council unanimously adopted an ordinance prohibiting the blasting around the zone area of Chavez Ravine for residential use until the mid 1950s. The Brooklyn Dodgers president Walter O'Malley tried to build a stadium in Brooklyn, but couldn't really reach an agreement with city officials about the land. So he went to L.A., and the land for Dodger Stadium had been seized from local owners and inhabitants in the early 1950s using eminent domain, which is when the power of a state or government just takes private property back for themselves. The city had planned to develop the Elysian Park Heights into a housing project 
you know, like post-war boom kind of shit and probably modeled the success of Bishop, Loma, and Palo Verde to make that happen. So they stole these ideas from an already thriving, very diverse community and were like, no, we're the government. We're going to do this better with more money. The project plans included two dozen 13-story buildings and more than 162-story townhouses in addition to a newly rebuilt playground, schools, and a college. Again, they were going to do this on primarily Mexican-American family land and aggressively tried to buy up private property. They would give them uh, stipends. They would come to people's doorsteps. They hired Spanish-speaking government workers, which wasn't really super popular at the time, to connect with the community, eventually giving them less and less money and finally just taking their land altogether. Before construction could begin on the housing project, super Republican politician Norris Paulson was elected mayor of Los Angeles in 1953. Proposed public housing projects like Elysian Park Heights lost a lot of support. They were labeled as being socialist, anti-government, anti-community. So then the city purchased the Chavez property back from the Federal Housing Authority at a very reduced price with the stipulation that the land would be used for public purpose. So this land is being handed from one public entity to another public entity after being stolen from people. On June 3rd, 1958, Los Angeles voters approved a taxpayers committee for yes on baseball referendum, and the Brooklyn Dodgers acquired 352 acres of Chavez Ravine from the city. Of course, there was more dissent with the landowners that remained, many of whom had already fought against the first wave of displacement in the 20s. There's a famous photo of a woman named Aurora Vargas who fought eviction tooth and nail. She vowed that they'd have to carry her out, and they did. So on May 8th, 1959, L.A. County sheriffs forcibly removed Vargas from her home. Bulldozers then knocked over the last few remaining dwellings. Four months later, groundbreaking began for Dodger Stadium. And this picture is very famous. It's been in many LA publications. You can see the pain in this woman's face. She's being dragged out of her land. So ground was broken for Dodger Stadium on September 17th, 1959. The top of local ridges were removed and the soil was used to fill in sulfur and cemetery ravines to provide a level surface for the parking lot in the stadium. Palo Verde Elementary School, again, a hub of Mexican-American families that live there, was simply buried and sits beneath the parking lot northwest of third base. The rest was literally paved over to create the gigantic stadium parking lot. So this is all of the stuff that had to happen to create Dodger Stadium. And again, I don't want to like disparage Dodger Stadium at all. I think it's a really beloved part of our history, but I think knowing this stuff is important too. So what happens when you take over all of this land and you disperse diverse communities, take a cemetery and move it, bad energy and ghosts. An ongoing issue with the cemetery was that one body wasn't identified when it was taken out. So no one has claimed that body. They're not sure if they, it's kind of like in limbo. I think it's in governmental care. So I can imagine, and I I don't know this for sure, that a lot of families weren't informed when the Jewish cemetery was moving from that site to the other site. A lot of confusion there. Who knows if they took everybody Hard to say. I hope not. Then, of course, at Dodger Stadium, we have a couple deaths. Alan Fish, 14, died four days after he was hit in the head by a foul ball on May 16, 1970 at Dodger Stadium. On August 29, 2019, Linda Goldblum, a mother of three and a grandmother of seven, died when she was struck in the head with a baseball during the August 25th game at Dodger Stadium. And actually, her family made a big to-do about this because Dodger Stadium didn't really want to get out. It was kind of repressed. Do you remember this in the news at all? No. Oh, they were very, very vocal about it happening and about the authorities not really being able to to do much about it and to 
help them. People have seen specters, headless ghost dogs, the remains of animals used in rituals all over the park and Elysian Valley around it. But the most famous ghost around Dodger Stadium and Elysian Park is the White Lady. She is the most haunted figure around the stadium and most seen. She is the most haunted figure seen around the stadium, an indicator of, again, like a lot of different things come together. We've got the the folklore, the cemetery, perhaps the racial tensions. Some believe she was a young Mexican-American woman who, during the war years, ended up being brutally assaulted and murdered by U.S. Navy sailors. Some versions even have her being decapitated, which people have seen around the park. A woman in white with no head. She is very similar to La Llorona, which is a Mexican folk myth about a weeping ghost of a woman who drowned her children. In any case, the white lady, seen with and without a head, is said to come after lovers who are canoodling in the park and around the stadium after hours. So there's a picture of this woman who died, Linda Goldblum, an hour before she was killed. And that is also very creepy. It's like people enjoying a, a baseball game, families together, and you just don't, it's all calculated risk, I guess. But yeah, I, I, there's there's a, a dark side to sports, and we don't really have that right now. So that's maybe safer. Oh. Is that good? <laughs> yeah, that's good. Bad. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.